Good evening and welcome to Spooky South Coast. Tim Weisberg here. No silent assassin Matt Costa. No science advisor Matt Moniz. No psychic medium Stephanie Burke. Nope. It's just me from the Spooky Crew broadcasting live from Lilydale, New York. And we have some special guests with us right now that we'll bring on to the show. We have WBSM's legendary morning host, the morning mayor, Phil Paleologus, is here with us. Beautiful here, too. Wow. Unbelievable. You got to get right up on that mic, Phil. We are there you go. so, make so love fortunate to, that mic, to be here. Make that, make that microphone your Saturday yes, night. Yes, I will. There you go. <laughs> and also joining and I'm us. I'm Ellen Ratner, and I have been a member of Lilydale since 1990. And uh, we are very honored to be broadcasting here. We thank you so much for inviting us here and, and for working it out so that we could come here. I know that uh, they don't let just anybody come in here and broadcast. So we know you had to vouch for us. We appreciate it, even though... Even though, I'm not going to say it because we don't talk politics on the show, but we're looking at Phil. I know. I know. I know what you're going to say. Phil and I are best friends, but we disagree politically like you cannot believe it. I won't even say who he voted for. (laughs) But uh, I I can tell you the spirits are not happy with him. (laughs) (laughs) So, Ellen, I think people know you from your appearances on Fox News and from your appearances on Phil's show, of course, on WBSM. How did you land in Lilydale? So what happened is I was a psychotherapist before I became a radio journalist, and I got very depressed in 1988. So I thought, well, should I go see a shrink or whatever? And I'd been a shrink, so, you know, I wasn't going to go do that. So I went to see a medium whose name is Ann Gaiman, and it was 100 bucks back then. I figured 100 bucks, hey, whatever. And she told me two facts about my family that I did not know, and they turned out to be true. So it was not mind reading, so I paid attention. I came here in 1989. I sat in the back of the auditorium here. I got a reading from somebody uh, who said I was working on a book that summer, which I was, and it was going to be very successful, which it was. And so I then paid a lot of attention, and I, in fact, today went to a workshop on Alcoholics Anonymous. And, in fact, when I read... The big book, again, because I'd read it many times in 1990, I said to Ann Gaiman when I was here that summer, I said, let me tell you something. Bill Wilson had to be a spiritualist, and he was. As we came to find out today, yes, uh, absolutely, Uh, which was, I mean, for those who were in attendance, I think a lot of people felt like that was news to them, but it made total sense when they laid out all the evidence for it. Uh, Lilydale is known for its, you know, magnificence. What we learned today, I've been in the program 35 years. I've shared that with people. I'm blessed one day at a time. All these 35 years, I did not know. Any of the information that was shared today was completely brand, brand new. It was like uncovered and discovered and shared. It was just an amazing experience. And, and, and yeah. What's interesting is that you are you were in the program, as you said. I am not. But in seeing from both sides, you saw it from the AA perspective, learning about spiritualism. I learned it from having some knowledge of spiritualism, but knowing nothing about AA. And at the end, we both st- looked at each other and said, this all makes total sense. It does. Absolutely. To learn something like that. Absolutely. Yes. And, uh, and, and Ellen, before we get into uh, discussing things with all the different mediums, and we have a room full of mediums right now. Great mediums, too. 
And uh, the, these these are the cream of the crop. Not just anybody can come and live and work in Lilydale. Give us just a little bit of a background on Lilydale and, and how mediums come well, to work Well, Lilydale here. was started as the Free Thinkers Association. Uh, there was a man named Mr. Carter who was actually a healer, and he bought the land, and, and uh, I think he bought the land. But anyhow, he came here in the late 1800s, and uh, it has been called the City of Light, a society of free thinkers. Uh, Susan Glazer, who has been running Lilydale for years, can tell you much more of the factual information than I can. But uh, it has been a place where spiritualists can call home. And uh, certainly there are many of them here. Phil, I think your wife is, uh, you might want to just text her and let her know that we're not broadcasting. So the plan here's was. Susan Glazer. All right, we'll bring her right in. I just want to let everybody out there know that's watching. The plan was originally to broadcast live here from Lilydale. Uh, and we were going to go over the video, and we were going to kick that back to the studio, and Matt was going to put it out over the air. But uh, as is the case, what happens when you go into historic places, they're not always wired for modern technology. So we punted, and we decided that we were going to uh, just record the show because it's more important to have the conversations for posterity than it is. I would hate to put this out over the air and have it be all garbled and you know lose half of the show halfway through. So this way here we can make sure that we get the conversation with everybody. So Susan Glazer is with us, and she has run Lilydale for many years. She runs the office. She knows the history better than any human being I know. Good evening. I'm so happy to be here with you, and I'm so glad to have you here with us. It's a pleasure and an honor to have well, you actually, here. Likewise. It's our, it's our honor to be able to broadcast from such a world-famous, beautiful spot. Thank you. It is a beautiful spot. It's a wonderful place to be. And, and what brought you here? Well, you know, I came here at first because my mother and my grandmother lived here. And then I got involved with the church. I got involved with the assembly. Um, I left for about two years. Uh, then I married somebody who lived here and came back to live here. And I came to work at the assembly. I've worked 38 years in the office. Um, and it is a job. It's a wonderful job. It's a fulfilling job. The important thing about Lilydale are the people and the many visitors that we get here, but it is the community that matters. This is a community. We have our own fire department. We have our own maintenance crew. And the volunteers. You cannot operate a place such as this without volunteers and a lot of love for what you do. That's and what we feel around here a lot is the love. Absolutely. We felt it the minute we got out of the car. I love to hear that. The, you know, one of the things for me that's important, I've been on the board several times, too, and I now attend the board meetings as long as I'm still working. And... I love to hear when we take people in for membership, they say they feel like they're home, and they just they feel that essence when they come through the gate. And that's what's so important is who we are and how we treat people. We don't discriminate. You know, we don't care what religion you are. What's important is you and why you're here and what you get. And I love to hear that people come here and they take a little bit of Lilydale home with them, and that's yeah. what's important to all of us. I can see the bumper sticker now. Lilydale, come home again. Absolutely. All right? <laughs> Absolutely. Everybody and, is welcome. And just take us through a typical day for someone who lives and works in Lilydale. What, what, might, what might happen? Well, it depends on who, who you're talking to and who you're, who's doing the work. But basically, <laughs> you know, um, it is a business also. So within the office, you know, we're responsible for helping with the program to keep everything running. Mm -hmm. uh, my day starts about 
well, I'm up at 5. My day starts in the office about 7, 7.30, and you deal with the public. You deal with any problems that come up. You deal with the workshops. You deal with um, a lot of customer service in a way, all right? You deal with the mediums. Uh, my girls in the office in the summer call me Dr. Phil because I also deal with <laughs> a lot of leasehold people that come in, and I'm grateful for it. They will confide in me. They have, you know, an issue that they need to speak with and it's confidential and it's it's a fun job it can be fun it can be very strenuous it can be very nerve-wracking but it's worth it because when you see people and you see how they react and you know they come they're all coming to search for something and when they find it it just makes you feel so good and and what's interesting about it is everybody has their own different reason for coming Absolutely. everybody has their own path that they're following but when they get here, there's a connection. Right. There's a connection with the people who are already living here, but there's also a connection with the other people who are here just visiting. What I like that, too, I tell people you'll never meet a stranger, and you don't. And we have some of the best mediums. Our, our mediums go through a really hard testing procedure because we are dealing with people's lives. And you want to know that you're getting the real deal. And excuse me for using that word, but you want to know. And we have such proof, we have such great mediums here that you know it's spirit. Oh, I know. You know it's spirit. Yes. They can bring you anybody. You know, you can look at me at my age and say you have a grandmother in spirit. Yeah, I do. She'd be 126 right now, so of course. Yeah. <laughs> but when they bring you that one thing, that one thing that nobody knows, but maybe you and grandma or you and your dad, and you watch them light up or you, you hear the medium say, they don't ever tell you what the, the message is, but they say, you know, she left with such closure. And that's what people come here for, too. And the healing temple, the healing temple is so important, too. And there's many ways to be healed. You can be healed through a, through a medium with that message. Yes. And you mentioned the testing procedure. Is there any insight you can give us into that at all? Well, it's a very, I would call it tough, and some mm -hmm. of our mediums can explain that to you better, too. But uh, you have to do so many outdoor services, so many uh, services to Lilydale because it is about service. We are a service community. And then you are, uh, you do three private readings and then you do pr readings for the board of directors and the executive board of the Mediums League. You're tested, you're scored. Mm -hmm. Then the board of directors of Lilydale have the final say on whether you pass or not. A lot mm -hmm. goes into it. It's not just about the message, too. How many mediums do you have here right on Right now average? we have 52 registered mediums. And how many people come through Lilydale yearly? Last year we had approximately 22,000. Uh, there have been years when we've had 33,000. You know, it, it fluctuates just like any other place. Mm -hmm. and, and do you see fluctuations in what's going on in the world? Do you find that oh, there's I certain think, times where people right. turn more right. to a spiritual side? Somebody once said to me, we're the microcosm of the macrocosm, and I actually believe that mm -hmm. because what's going on in the world is also going on here. But because we are more sensitive, I think we yeah. see it more. We feel it more. It's just so, and, and our, our Children's Week is wonderful. You know, we're, we need, if we don't have our youth, then we aren't going to have a future. We aren't going to have Lilydale. Right. I have a kid coming for Children's. He's 14 years old, Children's and Teens Weeks. He's from Mississippi. He has never experienced any of this, but his mother said, okay, you want him up here, we'll have him up here. And it's wonderful to watch the children. I had a little boy stop at my house, and he's so excited he's getting to go to the Healing Temple tomorrow. It's wonderful to see that in young children. And we have young families here that are 
having children too. So you know, and it means something to have kids walking around yes. with the adults and to see adults that don't know each other stopping, yeah. say hello, talking to each other, I know, saying, I love it. "Hey, where are you from?" And there's there's no you can't just walk down the street and put your head down and no, not like interact say, with you, other people. You will never meet a stranger, and the best place to be is the yeah. Maplewood porch. You'll hear all kinds of stuff <laughs> in the Maplewood porch. Let it's, me tell it's you, the it's the way life place. ought to be. Yeah. Isn't the Maplewood the oldest continuous yes. hotel in New York yes. State? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And wonderful. And it was built up. It started with one, one story. And built up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how and, uh, wonderful. You and know, for anybody that's coming to Lilydale and they want to stay in the Maplewood, highly recommended. Where there's originals in the bowl on the check-in desk. That's and there also right. is a hotel outside of here that we own, the Leland. So ah. you can be on the lake outside of here, too. So there's plenty of places but don't wait i mean you you want to make reservations right away and and our guest homes do too so there are guest private guest homes so how many of those are there in in willie Uh, there are 10 there are 10 guest homes now some of them only have maybe a couple rooms but hey you know it's 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 a room Mm. so it's a tight capacity i mean it's it's you know there's there's room for people to come and visit but you don't want to just show up and and hope to get a room especially with the campground it's really funny because the campground is the first thing that you know, fills up for the for, for the summer usually. But the minute we say we're online and we're ready to book, everybody starts booking. <laughs> right, right. I totally understand it. You know, for somebody who said I can only speak for two minutes, I think you did very good, huh, Susan Glacier? I can like only go two minutes. <laughs> I told you, it's just. I tell you, once I start, I don't shut up. Everybody it's just a like conversation that. with friends, and uh, and how wonderful too. Well, it's been my pleasure, and oh. I'm so grateful that you're willing to do this for us. Thank you oh, for the thank honor you for, for allowing for us to come honor. in, and, I mean and thank you for letting me speak. <laughs> oh, that was great. You're ready for your own show now. We can give you your own show. Yeah, you want to host your own show? Sure. There you, there you go. go. <laughs> we can we can certainly uh, make that happen if we if we need to. Absolutely. If we ever need a fill-in host, we know who to call now. Yep, yep. For Spooky South Coast. <clears throat> the uh, I want to also thank Gary who helped set us up here. Yes, with our 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 multiple attempts <laughs> at trying to make this all work. <laughs> so. Gary was born here, grew up here, and he says, I'll probably have the dirt shoveled on me here. Just a wonderful man who helped, you know, with the maintenance. And I just wanted to send out a big thank you to Gary very, very much. And right now we have somebody very special. Yes, introduce yourself to the audience. My name is Margaret Ferris, and I've been a resident of Lilydale since 1983. And I actually knew Gary's father. Gary was a neighbor of mine. Oh, so no. it's lovely to have met his father very briefly. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah. I, I wonder, do people uh, marry, intermarry here, families, uh, you know? Uh, some. Yeah? Do have you had that? So, some of them. What? Right. So, yes. Be- because people grow up here, it becomes yeah. their home. Yeah. And then they come back and they bring their new, their new partner. And the children grow up here. Sometimes they leave. Sometimes they want to come back. Uh, you've been here since the 80s? Ninth, um, actually, the first time I came through the gate, I do remember this. It was the third week of August, 1983. So tell me, with all the years you've been here, what have you learned about life itself by living here? I have in my reading room a sign that says, there is no death. And that is very true. There is no death. And I love that. It's filled a place in my heart 
that was missing. Now, explain that to somebody who's going, huh? I believe we have a soul that lives forever. That soul has consciousness. It has memory. We lose our physical body that we call the change of death, but the soul remains. And for me, as a medium, when I'm talking to people, they come in with their soul, their personality, and their memories. Um, the healing. Do a lot of people who come here, they, they need healing because of sometimes tragedies happen in life. Yes. Do many leave Lilydale with a sense of resolve or peace? That, that is really a beautiful thing when that happens. And that is part of the mediumship, is reassuring that their loved one is at peace. No matter what the circumstances are, they have found peace. And that is probably one of the questions that's asked the most. How are they doing? That peace, that sense of peace, and a, and a sense of being what we call in the spirit world. Wow. And, and I think that that is what a, a lot of people who have never been here or people who are unfamiliar with go, what goes on here, they don't understand that just stepping foot in this community is starting that process. So you don't, if, if, if you feel like maybe you're not quite ready to sit and have a one-on-one -on -one mm -hmm. reading and have a one-on-one -on -one interaction with somebody who is speaking to spirit, you can come in, you can walk around, you can get a sense of the community, you can sit in on some of the services and see for yourself before you really decide, okay, I think I'm, I think I'm in a place where I, can, uh, where I can start this healing process. There's also something very specific. For instance, um, one of the people that I invited for the AA weekend uh, brought somebody with him who has terrible stomach problems. So two of our healers were, were able to really heal him, and he wasn't going to the bathroom. He wasn't bleeding at the end of today. So the healing really does work, whether it be at the healing temple or whether it be at our church services or whatever. We talk about as mediums words that heal as well as the laying on of hands of the energy that heals. Do uh, skeptics who come here and are converted, who see the light, do they become some of your most faithful followers? I think that the aha for aha. them, the ah. aha, that um, I love to work with a skeptic because they're, they're challenging and they're fun and they make you go very deep as a medium. They make you work. Mm -hmm. And uh, when they come to that final aha, it is a very beautiful thing. You're beautiful. What, the gift that you have, do you feel it was a gift from your creator or where did this come from? That's a really profound question. Um, I felt spirit from a very young child. At the age of four, I saw spirit, but I had no language. And I wasn't in a family that would acknowledge that. And I put it aside several times. There was many incidents, becoming a teenager, becoming um, a young woman. And I saw things, but I had no language. What do you mean by no language? Language to explain what it is that I felt, what I saw, what I heard. And how did you come out of that and transition into becoming a wonderful medium? Um, I went through the, what I call the back door. I'm a musician, so I, I 
many of my sensitivities went into the music for me, and that was a way of channeling what I would call the sensitivities of it and teaching of music. And then finally the healing. The healing for me is so profound, and that's really where that, that's what kept me in Lilydale for many, many years. So it really is the, the being able to offer the healing to others is a healing for you as well. It's yes, it is very much is because I say every, every day I'm a conduit. Her spirit is not from me, is through me, a conduit. That's beautiful. So you're the tool, but the real healer is... We would say the, the spirit, yes. The spirit. Holy the spirit. And, and it is you are the, the tool, the conduit that uh, is in his grace, though, that does so much good for people. Yes. I see. Have you seen more happy people, Tim? I, I mean, You know, I haven't seen anyone that's not happy. And we were walking around yesterday, last night. Mm-hmm. The peace and serenity here is real. It's genuine, and it's something that your soul just absorbs. It's palpable. It, 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 really it is. is palpable. And, you know, I do want to mention our old-growth forest for anyone who hasn't gone down what we call the stump path. That old-growth forest is very sacred, very sacred. And you walk in under the canopy of those grandfather trees, and you know you're in something very sacred. Yes. That's the feeling we had. Absolutely. You know that there is something, and last night I called it holy. Mm-hmm. Because That's a it, good word. Fe- it's, it felt that way to me. So on our behalf, we are just so honored to be broadcasting from here. And this we, is an honor for and us. And if it wasn't for one of your friends and ours, Ellen Ratner, we probably wouldn't have uh, been able to do anything. I never would have imagined that I'd be able to be here. And so we would love to come back at some point. Well, we would love you back. Thank That's you very great. much. Oh, thank you. Well, any place that welcomes us, we should probably stick to it because <laughs> it's not always a... Uh, <laughs> It's not always a guarantee sometimes with some of us. I'm looking at myself here. Thank you so much. Thank you so thank much, you. Tim and Phil. God bless to you. To and you well. likewise, likewise. You know, I sense uh, a radiance, a, a warmth, mm-hmm. a radiance, a genuine. These are the real deals here. And joining us right now, Ellen, I want you to sit here with us because you are very important. I'm here. Don't worry. I know you are. <laughs> Oh, do I know she's here? (laughs) (laughs) Tell us who you are. Hi, my name's Heidi Wiggum. Heidi. And I've lived here in Lilydale for the last five years. Mm -hmm. Um, Have known about Lilydale since I was a young um, child in junior high school. And have been coming here for close to 30 years. So I've been well acquainted with the Lilydale uh, experience. And tell me, what drew you here in the first place? Was it curiosity? Was it, what, what, what was it? Well, for many, many years, um, a dear friend of mine had always spoke of Lilydale when I was young um, as a teenager. And so, of course, that curiosity had me coming. Um, but what really brought us here was it was right after our parents, uh, our both of our mothers, my partner and myself, mother died and they died within three weeks of one another and it was we wanted to try to get contact at that time and 
fell in love with the place. And so we almost bought a house then. Uh, it didn't work that way at the time. And so then when we both, re well, she retired and then I retired. But when she retired, we bought a house and moved here. Mm -hmm. So it was because of that. I'm sure lots of people around the country would love to live here. But I don't think you would want that kind of sprawl, would you? I mean, that uh, to me would just change the the whole the whole image of right. what Lilydale is. You what, know? what do you mean? I don't um, Instead of becoming you know, larger and larger and larger, that would take away so much of the sacredness here, yes. I think. Yes, it would. Um, I don't, you know, I don't know um, that we're really sprawling at, mm -hmm. at all, and which is a good thing. Yeah. Because it is a sacred place. It is calm. It is mm -hmm. peace. And, and you feel it even before you come through the gates. Heidi, did you bring me a gift here? Oh, I brought many. I'm, my <laughs> thing that I love is uh, photography. Oh, yeah. And I um, take spirit photography, and I have many of the, between orbs and actual um, manifestation of spirit, um, well, and the, the actually nature spirits and different things. Yes. So when you say orbs, what are orbs? Orbs are an energy that when you're taking a photograph, they, they've come through on all forms of cameras, but... What happens is, with the new digital technology that's out there, for some reason they tend to come in much clearer and much more profound. And so I have been now for the last five years photographing here around the grounds and then finding, even on old pictures, things that I never saw before because I trained my eye now mm -hmm. how to see them. And so that's what I've brought along is to show you some of the Let me, yeah. and the this great is thing a, is some orbs. Those are a little more difficult to Phil, see. Phil, if you can you can hold it right up to this okay. camera here and uh, I also took some orbs. Oh good. Maybe uh I'll tell you tell you what well well when uh, I was in Auschwitz before I became good. a spiritualist uh, and I didn't know what they were. Let's let's uh <laughs> let's see here. Oh, those are wonderful. Doing this on the, the fly. Okay, yeah. It's, it's so I'll hold it up for the we can get, uh, yeah. audience there. You can see that. And we'll show Ellen's. It's These are um, great because it's during the day. It's very hard to see the orbs during the day usually because of the color of the sky itself and the color of the orbs that come through, usually an opaque white and so or gray. So it makes it when you have a blue sky or a grayish sky, you can't see them during the day. That's why them? we take them in the Are evening. there orbs in this room, would you think? Oh, I would think, yes. They're everywhere. It's not, mm -hmm. um, it's just not a... Uh, and, you know, in the world of paranormal research, orbs are a very controversial topic because when we deal with, uh, when we're photographing and... and trying to capture things in investigations, you know, it can always be dust and moisture and bugs. Well, exactly. But exactly. With, with the folks here at Lilydale, they are making that connection as you're taking the photo. So you're aware of what it is that you're shooting when you're shooting it. Not all the time. Okay. I mean, I can be just randomly taking pictures and not know if anything's going to show up in the But photograph. you know when you see it, you sense oh, what yes. is in that photograph. Yes, yes. And... 
you know, there's times that I can actually see them also when I'm photographing. It's uh, very interesting. You'll mm -hmm. see an energy come past. And if you take a photograph as you see that energy, mm -hmm. you'll inevitably pick something up on the camera. You know, and then there's times you won't. There was a story that we were out at the stump one evening. There were four of us. Three of us had cameras and were taking pictures. And all of a sudden, all three cameras, the batteries went dead. <laughs> and a friend, the other one, was standing toward the back of the area. And he says, what's that? And what do you mean, what's that? So we turn around and we look and we can see, literally see, a very bright orb coming at us. It's, it's going back and forth across the path coming up to the area. And it stayed lit, which is very, very unusual, until it reached us. At that point, I wanted to see if I could get another picture of it. So I turned the camera on and was lucky enough to have just enough juice. So I flashed <laughs> the picture, and then I looked into the viewfinder afterwards, and there was nothing there. So it did not want to be seen. I think they have intelligence. When you say they, it's a living thing? I think it's a living spirit, yes. Mm -hmm. um, here's another picture that it's, this is blown up, but I took the picture. This is um, out in the, at the stump area, which is you'll see benches and you'll see my golf cart on the side. But you'll see something else in the picture that I have no idea what it is, other than what I claim is spirit writing. Oh, my goodness so We're going to put this on the camera, which if I was a better producer, I would say, I want to switch off this camera, then line up the shot, then switch to it. But I apologize for the shakiness, folks, watching, but look at that. So you can see there's you know the benches, and we were out there yesterday uh, experiencing the area for ourselves, but that just... That picture that's is very blown up, so that's why it's so grainy. Mm -hmm. But still, but that's a... <laughs> Quite a, quite a picture, and you call this... Spirit writing. Spirit writing. I just writing. call it spirit writing. I have some more of that same type of thing. Mm -hmm. what, what is the strangest thing that you, Heidi, have ever come across in your life? The strangest thing? Hmm. <laughs> it, it can all be strange. Right, but eventually the strange becomes not so strange. Right. Once you become um, used to it, and right now, you know, I would have to say these two pictures that I'm going to show you yeah. are probably two of the strangest ones that I've ever taken. Okay. Um, we only have another minute okay. here. This so let's, let's particular picture was taken. Wow. What is this? That's the beginning, the mother's rest, which is right before the pathway to the stump. So we can get that on the screen. There you go. So you can this see. This is this is the exact next picture taken. All right. The next picture taken was this. Wow. And that goes beyond just any kind of light anomaly. That's exactly. That's, that's again spirit writing in that particular photograph. And when you say writing, it's, uh, it's... As you can see, it's a J slash T-H. What it means, I had a feeling that it said Judith, but I cannot say. There's two women's faces in that photograph also. This is amazing. So just another way for spirit to communicate. Yes, they come through in, in that form. It's absolutely 
the photography to me is wonderful because it's so neat having the validation that they're actually there. Heidi, you're wonderful. Just well, bring extra you. batteries. That's that's so. <laughs> yeah, you have to. Thank you for being a part of tonight's broadcast. Oh, no worries. Thank you so much. Oh, you're the best. Thank All you. Right, thank you. You Bye. betcha. So this is fascinating. We're broadcasting live from Lilydale, New York. Just so special to be here. Absolutely. And Bob Ney is also here. Absolutely. Bob, Bob. Bob Ney is our official photographer. Right now. <laughs> Bob, if at any point you want to join in, we can make room yes, on this side of the table absolutely. for you. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I have seen and been through many, many mediums in my life over the years, 50 years, over 50 years broadcasting. And I can say from my heart, with all my honesty, our next guest was the real deal with such accuracy. She nailed it. I don't know if that's the way, but you nailed it. <laughs> and I can't tell you how thrilled I am. What an honor it is. Oh, my gosh. I Gerda? just wish I knew who I was reading for. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe Welcome. in a way it was better I didn't because I wasn't nervous. Oh, honey. Please identify yourself for our audience. I am Gerta Lestock. And I'm a registered medium here in Lilydale. I am very blessed and humbled to be able to call myself a registered medium in Lilydale. Phil, can we just uh, just adjust yeah. her microphone sure. up a bit? Thank you. I am a full-time resident here mm -hmm. in Lilydale. Mm -hmm. I've been in Lilydale for over 25 years, but I've been a full-time resident since '06, so that makes almost 12 years. And yes, I spend the winters here. <laughs> Who shovels? <laughs> uh, my husband. <laughs> you know what a husband is, right? Husband? Was a husband. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. When he's around. When he's, he's not always around. around. The reading was, from my heart, I tell you this, ladies and gentlemen, in all sincerity, the best, most accurate reading that just brought chills and goosebumps of inspiration. When you were speaking and you were channeled in with my family members, it was as if they were speaking right through you to me in a way that I have never, ever witnessed before. Thank you. You know, I have many guests that come to Lily Day. I always send them to Gerda because she's the best. Oh, I am so humbled. How how did this all begin? Uh, where? Or tell us a little bit about you. I am too little. I can't reach to this microphone. <laughs> <laughs> you you can you can have it wherever you need it. You That's just right. adjust okay, it wherever thank, you feel comfortable. Thank you, because I'm stretching. Well, my father was a medium. Okay, I have a history of other members' family that are mediums. Mm -hmm. uh, so. I am what we refer to a natural medium. Yes. I stopped working or doing any mediumistic uh, work when I married a good Lutheran Missouri Synod, and you just don't do anything like it. Wow. Now, I did. We had a secret group where we did healing, and then through a friend of mine who I met through actually 
business and professional women's club in Cleveland yeah. who bought a house in Lilydale, and she invited me to come and visit. Yeah. And originally I thought, Lilydale, it sort of sounded like a Tinsultan. <laughs> I thought, Lilydale, what is that? Well, it took a little bit before I actually came to visit her in Lilydale, and minute I walked through the gates, I knew I was home. I was home. At that time, I was referring that I was in a hallway. I left the Lutheran Church, and I was in a hallway. I was searching. Oh, I was trying to understand where am I going. Now, I am born full-blood Jewish. Mm-hmm. I was raised Catholic. I was baptized Lutheran, <laughs> and now I am a... When you're dealing with spirits, you never know what's going to happen. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> All right. This is Bob. All right. We, I mean, we're we're back and rolling. I got everything okay. back situated, so we can just continue on. We we can just leave that in the show and let the audience know that we had a little bit of a. It happens moment. in life because huh? you know what it is. Well, wow. actually, the spirit I'm didn't move me to plug in the computer. <laughs> was what had happened. Well, actually, I always tell my clients, you know, people who come. I provide a CD, but I always tell them, I don't charge for the CD, but I do not guarantee because we're working with spirit. Right. So you don't know. You might get extra. You might get less. I've been told by different people that if they're listen, it's beautiful. If they share with somebody, nada. And recently, I've had a situation twice where I went to get the CD and was gone. There was no CD, and my little... Like physically gone, or there was... Yes, sir. And you put it in? Well, you know, you were there for a reading. So that little machine does not work without a CD in it. It was gone. That could also be because I am a physical medium also. I'm not just a mental medium, but I am a physical medium. What that means is I play... By the way, did you bend the spoon? So I have it right here. I have it right here. I'm going to put it up for the camera so everybody can see. This is the spoon that Gerda gave me, and she said that I need to work the middle of it and that I will be able to bend it. And she has, I will bring it on to the show next week because I left it in my room. But she gave me a fork where the tines are bent every which way and where the the stem of the fork is bent. So, so far, in working with it just a little bit, I got just a little bit of a bend. Well, you're not going to get an A yet. You did not do enough. <laughs> well, you said I should not have stopped when it started well, to work. That is correct. That so you're going to have to start seeing. You know, this is physical phenomena. It's fun. It's playful and joyful. Spirits will come. More you sing, more you play, they will come and work with you. So, so I expect to see this spoon just like what you've seen in my room. Triple. Oh, that's, that's a lot of pressure on me. <laughs> no, no. You just ask Spirit for help, and they'll be there. Well, and you had mentioned the CDs, and, and I have a question from a, from a paranormal research perspective. We get a lot of what's called EVP, electronic voice phenomena, where we'll be recording, and we will have a voice just imprint itself on the recording. Has that ever happened in any of those readings where someone else came back to you and said, I was yes, listening sir. to the CD, and I heard yes, a voice? Yes, sir. I... I Personally, not, but I have clients who would call me and say, Gerda, there's different voices down there. Wow. That's so the voices came through. Came through, yes. How, how is this awesome? You also read for somebody who is famous and wonderful, Bob Ney, former congressman, Bob 
It's all yours. I don't know about famous, maybe infamous. Yeah, she did a reading for me. Uh, well, she did a reading for me last year, and it was it was pretty amazing. And that uh, a friend of mine who was uh, deceased, uh, and Gertha had said uh, April and August to me, and I couldn't make sense of it. The reading went on and on, and she saw a, a hat. She thought it was possibly Jewish from the Middle East, and then she kept saying April and August, and I'd say I, you know, mm-hmm. so I'm seeing April, she's hearing from the spirit world, April and August. Well, I had a friend of mine, and in April I had sent some emails. He was in South Africa. I worked with him in uh, Saudi Arabia years ago, after I came from Iran to Saudi Arabia, and uh, ended up, kept contacting him, didn't hear anything. Finally, a mutual friend in August said, well, he died uh, in April in the emergency room, South Africa. I didn't know it. April, August, the hat. Uh So the last picture I have of him, which I have here, he had a hat from the Mideast on, and it was a uh, Islamic hat. Yeah. So, so you fit in. She nailed it. <laughs> Listen, I, I don't. <laughs> sometimes when it when it when I'm hearing somebody that has abilities and has a gift, you know, my skeptical mind will kick in sometimes, and it lasted for about thirty seconds with Gerda, where I was like, nope. We're going down a path here that's going to be very, very interesting. Well, thank you. But I really need to say that all of that is thank you to the spirit world. You come for a reading. You already put your uh, request, what you were hoping to receive, who you were hoping to hear from. I am just a little channel. I am just a little channel. So... You connecting, so the gratitude and everything really goes to your loved ones or not so loved ones, because I also invite them, and some people don't like that, mm-hmm. you know, that come, because I treat my sessions, healing sessions. It's yeah. a different form of healing, of closure. Sure. So I thank you for your beautiful words, but really the honor and credit goes to the spirit world, oh. to your loved ones. So you you are so wonderful and beautiful. Uh, how are you listed? How do people find you? Um, if people well, would be interested. We are very blessed here in Lilydale. Mm-hmm. Okay. They have a website where they list all the okay. uh, registered mediums. So yeah. you can go to the Lilydale website and there is a whole list of all but, the registered mediums. Mm-hmm. And, there. And that's a question. I also have a website. Mm-hmm. You do Go ahead and give your website out to everybody. Gerta, www. Wait a minute, you're talking to a Pollock, you know, oh, and not a Pecky. Right. So, okay, it's GertaLestak.com. Okay, and we'll, we'll put this up on the yes. screen <laughs> so that people can look it up for themselves. <laughs> Wonderful. You really are. But we should have asked this question to, to everyone. Obviously, people want to come here to Lilydale to have readings. Can you do readings remotely for people over the phone, over Skype, over? I do. Okay. And actually, in a way, thank you to the HBO movie where right. I'm featured in. Um, I have to give credit where credit goes. I became internationally known medium. So I do use a lot of Skype or FaceTime. Or if it's European countries that do not really use FaceTime, they use WhatsApp. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I do yes. a lot of readings through those uh, channels. Because we have an international audience for the show, so people can reach out. Yeah. 
and of course the the HBO documentary you mentioned was uh, No One Dies in Lilydale. That is correct. And I recommended that to Phil when we found out we were coming, and Phil was blown away. Oh, by absolutely. Can I share a yes. little cute story? Yeah. I get a phone call from a lady requesting information from Palermo, Italy. Oh, wow. Okay. And price and how do you, if I work with interpreters and all of that. And so I gave her the information and a few minutes later she calls me back and uh, Contessa blah, blah, blah would like to have her reading. And I said, okay, so we're going to do that with an interpreter. She says, I am going to be the interpreter. And I was like, wow, you English, it's perfect. <laughs> you speak perfect English. And she looked, she says, I hope so. I am a teacher from Ohio, the <laughs> United States. <laughs> I was very happy to be oh, in Lilydale, sure. not on the other side. I thought, well, With no all she speaks. So it's sort of a joke that I am the mafia medium. Gerda, you <laughs> give people pleasure. You give people depth, uh, inspiration. You close circles for them. You heal. But what do you get out of this? I am blessed. It's a privilege to serve spirit. Wow. It's a pre, it's a, you know, this is why when I do outdoor messages, I do not like when people applaud. It's not performing. I've done that in my different life when I was on the stage. This is a privilege to serve. I don't need applause. This is not performing. This is serving. What a beautiful soul. So when I get beautiful notes, every time I'm going, well, you know, I'm going to retire, I get a note <laughs> from somebody or a picture or a gift. And I'm going, okay, spirit, I got the message. I'm not retiring yet. <laughs> All right. Last question from me. Are you ready, Gerda? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. This, this, this could this be a loaded might question. Be a curveball. Yep. Are you oh. ready? Oh. Bob, help. <laughs> so, if you were... A musical instrument in a symphony, a symphony orchestra. Which one would you be? I used to be the first cellist. I have a cellist. doctorate in music. So that's what you would be. That's what I did. I was the first seed, the cellist. Now I had no idea. Did I pick up on that? Am I maybe a little? Well, you might be psychic. <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe I should have you bend the spoons there, Phil. Actually, yes. what I was doing was to be a conductor, but I fell off the podium. Conducting okay. a full symphony orchestra. How interesting. And now I can laugh about it and talk. Used to be my biggest secret. Well, you Isn't just shared it with the world, so. Sure, yeah. That's. No, bit. you know, it became, it, it just released me from the secret when go. I went to okay. a concert here. And all the conductors, they have a little balcony behind them. And oh, I thought, see? Hmm, yeah. I'm wondering if somebody landed right here in this country and they have those. Because yes. when I did the flip, it was still back in Poland. Well, it, it landed you in the right place, though. I am very blessed, and I'm home. You're home. As I made the statement when I became a member of Lilydale Assembly, one of the board members asked me, Gerda, everything you've done, Ben, why Lilydale? And I still feel the same way. This wandering Jew 
It's no longer wandering. I love it. I find my home. Oh, how gorgeous. And uh, everyone will find you just as beautiful. Thank, thank you. Thank you thank for you. welcoming us. Thank, thank you. you. Thank no, no, you. thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, you know... I, I think you can feel the vibrations of beauty in the airwaves coming your way, folks. There there are people that are watching this episode of Spooky South Coast saying, this is the best I've ever felt watching this show, because normally by this point they're talking about snacks and other things, but uh, now we're... We're continuing the conversation. I'm just going to make right. an adjustment. Um, my hello, how are you? Just fine. I need you right up against okay, there. Okay, just fine. And I love your glasses. Thank you. Thank you. I'm Sharon Pierre. I'm a registered medium here in Lilydale. Sharon. And this is my lovely granddaughter, Tori. You guys can feel free to, you can use yeah. them. You can take Hi. it out and, and use it Hi. by hand if now, that's easier. What's your first name? Victoria. Victoria. This is wonderful to have, in Greek we say yaya. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yaya and granddaughter. And she, this is her first time in Lilydale. She arrived last evening, and she's going to be here for Teen Week. Oh, this so. is, tell us about, you know, this is wonderful that uh, Ellen Ratner was explaining about children coming here. So yes. tell us, Sharon, a little bit about. Teen the, Week? Yes. Yes, Children's Week and Teen Week is, go ahead. I'm you sorry. can go to both if you're a teen. Right. You go to the children's part and then the teens part because I got a kid coming from Mississippi. Right. Well, she's coming from yeah. Arkansas. Well, I can't wait till you get to meet him. Right. She's coming from 14 Arkansas. years old. Yep. She's 16 and came from Arkansas. And she's very excited about learning different things. She's really interested in a lot of the healing uh, parts of it. And in fact, she's starting right off tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. with one of the healing sections. Correct, Tori? Tori, so that's what uh, your grandmother calls you, Tori. Yes, sir. That's what most people call me is Tori. That's what you can you can just pull that right yeah, up here. To go right it's there. Easier. It's easier to to say, and I, I like Tori better. It's just tell me a little bit about yourself. Um, I want to know what makes Tori tick. Huh? <laughs> I. It's kind of hard to answer that question. I don't really know what makes me tick. You know, I'm interested in all these different things and stuff. Like what, hon? Um, well, I, I play sports, and I'm very highly devoted to becoming a doctor, um, which I think is why I like the healing aspect of the spiritualism. Because I, I like the idea of being able to help people, to help them find that peace, to help them find that closure that they wouldn't get to have. This is amazing, to be a physician and to bring in the healing qualities of a medium. That, to me, is... Uh, you, you've reached the apex, the top. Tori, how long have you felt this way about what your grandmother does and obviously passed down to you with love? Um, I guess it really started... I think... I've always kind of known what she did, and it's always kind of been a little interesting, but about five years ago, my grandfather passed away. Mm -hmm. And... I, I was having a really hard time with that. I didn't want to face it. And then medians gave me that closure. Um, I started getting readings, and it showed me that he's still here with me, and he can he's still here to help me. He's And that's I guess that's my motivation is knowing that he's by my side and I can thrive with him still next time. Well, how do you explain that? Because... 
he's no longer in his body, but he's still here. Well, personally, I believe that when a soul, when someone passes away, their soul still stays around, whether that be um, just a presence that you feel or even um, like objects. Um, for me, it's a hummingbird. Whenever the day after my father or my grandfather passed away, we saw hummingbirds. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. now whenever I see a hummingbird, it's like he's there with me. And, and I always seem if I'm struggling, I'll, I'll see a hummingbird and it gives me that strength. She takes beautiful photographs and she has some beautiful photographs of hummingbirds also. That's a hard thing to photograph. It certainly is. You know, they flap their wings about, what, 300 times a second? I don't know. I can't count that high. (laughs) (laughs) My goodness, this is a real, I mean, a real, real is this Is this something that we see a lot in Lilydale, being such a long-established community? Are there multiple generations of mediums that come here to live and work? Yes, I can say that. You'll find that there are uh, several families that go back four and five generations. Um, that are actually still here. There are mother-daughters working here Mm -hmm. that uh, are right now working, uh, sisters, Mm -hmm. and they've had families that have worked here before. Uh, And you'll find that there are families here that their grandmothers Mm -hmm. were mediums here, and they're still here. Um, So it does come down with families. Tori's very sensitive, and, Mm -hmm. and she isn't going into a lot of it, but uh, she's very good with uh, using pendulums and that, uh, We've worked on that quite a bit lately. Well, you know, I have have a pendulum in my backpack. I know you do. We'll have to show Phil after the show. I know you do. And uh, she's been working on that, and that's one of the reasons she's here this week. She wants to learn a little more about that. Um, And I've just recently, um, I'm going to start wintering a little bit in Arkansas by her so that we can work (laughs) together a little more. That is so awesome. So that's going to be good also. so she is very, uh, very astute with uh, her sensitivities. Yes, also. yes, absolutely. Yes. You know, I think grandmothers play a very important role in our lives, right? Absolutely. But, you know, you can't get grandmothered in. You're still going to have to pass the test. That's yes. right. <laughs> <laughs> That's you very see? true. Huh? Very true. Well, thank so. you both. Is there anything else you'd like to share? I do want to share one yes, thing Yes, of you. course, Sharon. You know, sometimes we... I know you were talking to Heidi about pictures and spirit pictures. Yes. This was taken when I was 21 years old. Want to uh, hold this up? And this is a picture. I just wanted you to see how good looking I was when I was 21. (laughs) That's actually the only reason I brought Well, I can definitely see the family resemblance. Yes, that's what it is. You still are gorgeous. (laughs) This picture actually, what it shows is, that was one of the first uh, f- fish I caught in uh, deep sea fishing. Uh-huh. Uh, Maui Maui, they call them. Now, we called them dolphin back That's then. That's right. Yes. Uh, but if you notice all the other fish going up and down, do you see the, the shadow fish? They are different fish. They are not I do. dolphin. If you look oh, at the yeah. shadows, those are not the same fish. All right? Uh-huh. Now, do you see on the side the two feet? Yes. With sneakers and socks? Right. At the time, the only person on the boat was my ex-husband now, but was my husband at the time, and he was in bare feet. Mm. There was nobody on that boat in socks and shoes. Whoa. Now, I never noticed that on this picture till many years later. <laughs> right. It's one of those things that kind of appears later. Yeah. That's how spirit photographs work. 
So I just wanted you to see that. And this is that's her grandfather that was with me. Oh my gosh! Yes. How fascinating! But I I wanted you to see that just to go along with some of your photographs. You know, uh, you two would have been twins. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I take that as a big thank you so so much. What part of Arkansas? Uh, Little Rock. Little Rock, Arkansas. Yay! Well, I have to That's have where the best presidents come our from. Our friend, Webb Hubble, was the chief of the court there. And That's I have right. to tell you where yeah. I've just moved is Mount Ida, where the crystal capital of the United States and the little piece of property I just purchased, I can walk around and kick up. Rose quartz as yes. I walk around it. So it's a beautiful little piece of heaven. Down and there. I've done my share of diamond mining. Yes, you see, down there. I graduated from Hot Springs High School. Well, I'm right down by there. I know yes. you are, Mount Ida. Mount Ida. I'm going back in uh, October for my 50th. All right. Class reunion? Huh. My 50th class <laughs> reunion from Cleveland, Ohio, <laughs> is writing a book together. And my 50th class reunion is this coming Saturday. Oh, congratulations. (laughs) Uh, Thank you both. Suddenly I feel like I should have a reunion to go to. I I feel left out here. (laughs) You are wonderful. Come on over here, Tori. You get a radio hug. You ever get a radio hug? These are Phil's legendary radio hugs. These just don't go to anybody. Actually, they do. They go to everybody. Everybody gets a radio hug. For those of you who are not familiar with Phil's show, he is oh, a he is a huggy individual. Yes. I will just be narrating the radio hugs <laughs> over here. Love Thank you so much, Gerda. Hopefully, I will see you Gerda. before we leave. Yes. Okay. World famous. Please. Hello and welcome. What a pleasure. Thank you. <laughs> pleasure to be here. Thank you. You're just going to want to get oh right up on goodness. that microphone. Yeah, she is running for the Lilydale board, and everybody in Lilydale says she talk. is going you can basically to be run. it. There you go. Like here. <laughs> yeah, that works. You're r- running for what position? Uh, well, we actually only run for um, the position of, of being a board member, and oh, then from okay. there it's elected from within. So. Yes. Now, I'm looking at you, and I think I'm looking at like a movie star. <laughs> You know, somebody out of a Disney motion picture. Oh, it must be the mascara. You weren't a mermaid <laughs> in another life, were you? I, I am. I'm half mermaid now, but it's only the top half. Yay! So nobody can tell. <laughs> it's a good thing because we have a dehumidifier over here, so oh, we wouldn't well, have been able to, to bring in okay. the, the pool of water. <laughs> tell me about yourself. Um, First, let's start with your full name. Well, my name is Celeste Elliott. Uh, and I am a registered medium here in Lilydale, um, and I am one of those mother-daughter people that uh, that they were talking about in, in your previous interviews. So, um, and actually, um, I got registered before my mother did. Um, that's which is not uncommon here. No. <laughs> Oddly enough, yeah, it seems to be that the the daughters get registered and then uh, their their moms follow closely behind. So. <laughs> Would I be over the top, Celeste, to say that you have fallen in love with the passion of what you are doing for others? Hundred percent. Hundred percent. It shows. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I I see the healing that comes from mediumship. I see the inspiration that comes from mediumship. And for myself, I see it as kind of a tool to get into 
that next level of whatever I'm supposed to be doing Good. so that I stay in line with my purpose. We live in a crazy world, as you well know. Yeah. Is mediumship more important in times like this? where They're very turbulent times. Even in our own country, we have division. Yeah. Tell me. Especially division with you and me. <laughs> <laughs> I think mediumship has always been important. Um, and it... You know, because we talk about spiritualism as modern spiritualism, because this work that we've been doing, uh, and, you know, because it's such an act of faith with mediumship, with healing, with meditation, with the philosophy that continues to grow, that's been around since the dawn of time, truly. Uh, if you think about the oracles uh, in Rome, if you think about... Um, you know, even uh, St. Teresa of Avila, um, you know, th there yeah, were so mystics sure. always, um, but we are the ones who have sort of come out of the closet and nobody has bothered to haul us off to the little white rooms with the padding <laughs> because what we're saying is so is is accurate. Um, it's soul it's soulful it's helpful to people um you know and it's it's not about controlling their perception of the world it's about opening up possibilities for them um, why do we have such difficulty opening up what you open up what you help unloosen and what you help awaken in us why is it difficult for us to do it for ourselves. I don't know that it is. Okay. To be honest with you, I think that just sometimes if you have somebody that validates what you're already thinking and feeling, then, or explains it, reframes it in a different way. Um, for instance, if your belief system is that if somebody is hanging around you from the spirit side of life, that there's something wrong, mm -hmm. then you're going to, really think that until somebody says to you, you know, I, I've got this person hanging around you, but they've got a message and their message is X, Y, Z, you know, I love you. I see where you're putting your energies. I'm proud of you. It's, you know, which means that, um, grandma isn't stuck between realms. Yes. <laughs> you know? It means that everything's okay. She's just in, in contact with you still because she loves you. I love you, too. Oh. <laughs> I mean it. <laughs> well, you, you mentioned that you're running for the board here in Lilydale. I, I am, actually. I'm on the board right now as a trustee. Okay, so, um, I mean, <laughs> that's what, I mean, talking about the, the, the connection that people have, but at the same time, this is still a community. Yes. And it will still have the same challenges that any community faces. Yeah. So how would you compare living in Lilydale as a just a neighbor and, and, a, and a fellow citizen with the other people in town compared to living in other places? Um, we have a joke around here because Lilydale is technically an island. And we, we will joke that, um, the nature, that the island will call you when you are ready to come here. Uh, and so in some ways this is like a bit of a safe haven 
for many of us, um, be, to be around people of like mind. Um, we are truly a community, and that's why most of us moved here. I did not choose to be a professional medium except that I could be a medium within this community, and that's what makes a difference to me. That's what I wanted for my life. Um, and there's a, a, a sense of dedication that I see with the people that live here that that's what they want to promote, that you know they have more in common than they have differences because of that. So, you know, every community at this time is struggling with, okay, we want to revamp inf infrastructure or we want to bring a little more of this kind of education in or, you know, wh what are we going to do to help the next generation come up? And I think that there's a very nurturing energy here that really does get involved with younger people and lift them up. Um, and bring them along gently and slowly so that they can eventually take over and, and kind of keep that, um, that like-minded energy going, but still allowing it to evolve. And, and it seems like there's you know a lot of people that are coming through, at least the people that we were interacting with, the visitors who are coming in who are coming in ready to experience ready to connect yeah. ready to see all that there is to see in lilydale but i'm sure there are still some you know people that come in with them who are skeptical or some people oh, sure. who are coming in that you know question all of this that goes on oh yeah uh, how do you see the world's outside perception of lilydale and and how do you think that that jives with the actual reality Depends on what they're ready for. <laughs> um, I think there's sometimes uh, some reframing that goes on of, of common experiences. Uh, a lot of times people do not want to be the first one to start the conversation sure. about uh, in the outside world about what it is that they would experience here on a regular basis. Um, I have I, I have a friend who sent me this little sticker that says mediumship small miracles on demand, <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, and they you know it's like if I'm traveling, I will kind of feel it out with people, and um, you know some if I'm on a long flight next to somebody that um, I've I've had wonderful conversations uh, with commonalities uh, where I've I've spoken with people who are of very strict religious backgrounds. Um, and I, sometimes I'll tell them that I'm a family reunion specialist, and I feel that that is spot on. Um, and sometimes I will be very open about what I do and where I'm from. Um, and I, it's, it's like with mediumship or uh, intuitive ability, um, some communities... Some religious communities would refer to that as God has laid it on my heart. Mm. That's intuition. That's sure. all that is. Um, and mediumship, it's, um, you know, I, I received a visit from, and no. that's all it is, you know. How, so. how do you define faith? Because. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. You know, faith is perception. I think um, mm -hmm. it's it's a it's a how you view the world, um, and what I like about 
philosophy in general is that you can sort of look at how different people view the world. Um, and some of it you're going to agree with and some of it you're not. And sometimes uh, it'll come back to you and keep hitting you in the face until it until you're like, oh, yeah, okay, I got it. <laughs> I guess I kind of get that, you yeah, know. Right. Um, so, but it's interesting because what it comes down to in my understanding yeah. of things mm-hmm. is that once you get a, over to the other side, it shifts, you know, it's not always the same reality over there. So you can get over there and it's just like it is here and you have all of these commonalities and you meet with people you haven't seen in a while and you kind of have a little party and you kind of get used to being in a spirit body rather than a physical body and all the time you're able to check in, you know, you're, you're looking at the multiverse, you're looking at your loved ones, you're, you're able to, to go through time and space with thought. And isn't that wonderful? Wow. And then you move beyond that into this perception. And it's a whole different set of understanding and multiverse. Um, and, and you're still able to go back through all those different layers. Yes. Uh, and I, I think that's something that... Um, you know, when you think about just the miracle of that and how how we only see such a small little piece at oh. a time of what there really is, that's something that will motivate you to keep going all the time, so you know, you and just deepen it. and deepen and deepen. Oh, yes. Yeah. No, no, you truly do. You get it. Yeah. Well, it's you know, it's all about healing on this plane. That's really all it is. We're all just working through it. And and as one person gets it, you know, it's very interesting because we talk about in metaphysics when, um, when mediums get together, for instance, um, for those who are clairempathetic or clairsentient, um, clairempathy meaning to be empathetic, but as a kind of additional sense. Okay. Um, so you can feel the emotions and feel the physicality of what the spirit person went through mm-hmm. when they were here. But also you can use that to connect with your neighbor or your friend. So as you're sitting around having coffee, it's like, oh, you've got a bad headache. Oh, I feel that. Okay. Um, or, you know, grandpa had a kidney issue and I feel that, yeah. you know, and it's um, it, as you pick up different senses as other people are describing their experiences you can get into that energy and you can learn from it and you can expand your own skill set and i feel that that's a lot of what we're doing on this plane of existence and the way that we learn from each other and it's really exciting so when you meet people that have wildly different experiences than your own um and you can pick up on on you know what they're going through if somebody's describing a pen to you and you've never seen one before you know it's going to be at, at first that's going to be a really hard thing to understand but then when you see one and you experience one and it's like oh this is so much better than a pencil <laughs> oh right. my gosh yes <laughs> absolutely you, know, you we- don't you don't have to sharpen anything you never run out of lead <laughs> it's a great thing <laughs> so. well but then again it also it's a little bit harder to erase but <laughs> yeah <laughs> But thank you so much for, for joining us. And uh, and do you want to let people you. know how they can reach out with you if there's 
Uh, well, I can be reached through the Lilydale website. Okay. Um, I am listed on there under the, the registered mediums, and uh, also at CelesteElliott.com. And, right. and I bet you are a great pastry chef. Oh, I am. I, all right. You must this, be psychic. Right. You guys want to test this know? guy? How did you know? <laughs> that is crazy. Yeah. Um, oh. Well, you know, I'm, I'm a Cancerian, so we're all oh, about well. those who feed us clearly love us, and those we feed can feel truly loved. And so. you are. You are truly loved. Oh, my love and my so blessings much. are all thank around you, you Celeste. You. You're wonderful. Thank you for connecting with us. Yeah. Your message was profound. Thank you very much. And her name is Celeste Elliott. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I love the name Celeste. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> I you didn't know. pick it, but I got it for my birthday. So I really that's, like that's it. You know? oh, the first gift she ever got. Uh, Celeste doesn't know. My wife is Celeste also. Also, he's not married, so don't make oh, any plans after to. tonight. That's what, this is just his way Going of proposing. I'm just kidding. So, Celeste, I know you weren't watching live, so I could get away with making that joke. You're kidding. Oh, my gosh. I, I don't. Honey, this is, I just got goosebumps. I mean that. It I, miss, is, I missed what's going on. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I missed, missed oh. what happened. What happened? Um, her dad has the same exact ring. Oh, and she's never. So, in seen addition this. to being a medium, now you're a thief. <laughs> I don't know if I can see you know, the thief. You know, <laughs> on the way up here, he said he once wanted to be a stand-up comedian. So he's not doing too bad, huh? <laughs> no. Well, usually by this point in the show, the you know the rails have gone off, so we've we've held on very well tonight. You still have the spoon to bend. So the, yeah, I'm just going to sit over here and work on my spoon. Tell us who you are. I'm Bobby Caswell. Bobby Caswell. Bobby Caswell is what? I am the treasurer on the Lilydale Assembly Board. I am an employee for the National Spiritualist Association of Churches. And we didn't get into that that I wanted to. Somebody earlier said the word assembly, Lilydale yes. assembly. And you're now mentioning church. What is all this? Does it mean anything? No. <laughs> Many years ago, there were no organizations for spiritualists. And, the, and, and then it was called the National Spiritualist Association. Right formed an organization so people would have the chance to go to conventions and learn things and have other people that thought the same way they did. Mm -hmm. Then they changed it to National Spiritualist Association of Churches. Mm -hmm. What actually happened is that in Massachusetts in the late 1800s, uh, spiritualists were doing healing. And so what happened is that the aliopathic physicians flipped out, and so the National Association of Spiritualist Churches were started. William James supported the spiritualists in the Massachusetts State Legislature, but the National Association of Spiritualist Churches started because of the Massachusetts aliopathic physicians flipping out. Wow. Wow. Yes. Is there a list where we can find the churches all over? For the National Spiritualist Association of Churches that we abbreviate to NSAC, we do have a yearbook and a list and everything, but there are so many independent churches out there. Right. And the Lilydale Assembly 
is an affiliate, it's a camp of the NSAC. Mm -hmm. We chose to join that many, many, many years ago. Right. Do you love it here? I do. You know, I never wanted to live here. I lived a, a, like a mile down the road, and I thought, oh, you know, it's the politics. I hate, you know, the houses are close together. Right. My landlady sold, decided to sell my house, and all I could think of was I had to be here. I didn't even look at any houses anywhere else. What uh, What was the, the inspiration I, behind it? I don't know. It had to have been spirit. Had to have been. And I s opened the newsletter one day and saw the picture of my house and I said that's my house and I called my neighbor well he's my neighbor now Ed and said that's my house I want to put a bid on it and he said well you haven't seen it yet and I said but it's my house I oh want it my. and he said there's no bathroom and no front door <laughs> <laughs> you need Which, both yeah it was kind of a lie though yeah. <laughs> so I ended up being here one of my cats is the street greeter. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. But it must not be easy to just decide that you want to move here to, to, to be able to say this is, I mean, like you said, the houses are, I mean, you're, you're, you're going to be living a different lifestyle if you live here. You're kind of on display, particularly in the summer. You sit out on the porch and people say, are you a medium? Can I get a reading? And you say, no. <laughs> are you a medium i do for my church in the church services but i'm not a registered medium yeah what uh do you feel spirit when when uh you you are the a medium or i tell us. i i do i it just comes to me mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. i was a librarian for 16 years really? and I found that I used it a lot in my work to help people. Like they would say, what books? And I'd say, this author, this author, this author. And then I would say, I wonder where those names came from. And they would be different. So they were suited or someone would ask a question and the answer would just come. Or I would know oh, just amazing. what to say to make someone feel better. Yeah. Yeah. No, that that's an amazing. And do you feel that was spirit working through you? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So you too feel as though you're a conduit. A con yes. Yeah. Yes, and I do healing also, so. This is awesome. Uh, tell us, without naming or getting specific about a healing, people will come into you with what kind of, wh wh what do they need healed? Is it emotional or otherwise? It could be emotional, spiritual, physical, and Healing doesn't necessarily mean that you will be completely cured of that situation. Okay. There are reasons that people are sick. Sometimes people want that attention. And if you cure one thing, they'll get something else to get oh. that attention because they've lost it. Uh -huh. But it helps people deal with their situation. Um, it helps people relax into whatever it is they have so that they can overcome it more easily yeah. you know the um allows them to feel gratitude for what they have and the gratitude is what the intention is all about wow i mean it must also help too that uh, you probably have people that are looking for a healing that are 
in just the course of everyday life, they're putting whatever it is they're suffering from on a back burner. They're trying to just deal with it and get past it so they can get through their day and do what they have to do. But when they come to see you for healing, they're putting it front and center and kind of refocusing their energy on that. Yes, yes. It helps if they accept and allow the healing to take place. Um, Some people feel they're not worthy of being healed, so they resist it. Um, But a lot of people, a lot of people are lonely, Mm -hmm. and um, the NSAC believes you should only touch someone on the head and shoulders. But in their day-to-day lives, they don't get even that. Wow. So for someone to spend that time and, and send that healing energy to them while touching them yeah. is something that is, is very sacred. Do you feel as though we're going through a period in time where there's like uh, they're parched? You know, people need that kind of spiritual medicine. Do you feel as though I, I think people do we're thirsting for this? I I think people are looking. A lot of people have given up on a lot of traditional religions. Why? Just my personal opinion, it doesn't work for them. Right. Right. Exactly. It It seems like there's a lot of man-made problems around different religions. Yeah. We messed it up again, didn't we? I hate when that happens. I know. Spiritualism... I've looked into a lot of other religions, and spiritualism just kind of fits better. It doesn't tell you how to think or what to think or who to think about. They want you to be educated, Mm -hmm. and they don't tell you what you need to be educated about. But if you ask, you know, or come to the library here, you know, Mandy will certainly give you things to read. Right. I think that spiritualism is more of a, a show-me religion. Um, we don't take anything on faith, and you're not supposed to. You're supposed to study things and investigate until it's been proven to you. Mm-hmm. We don't ask anybody just to believe us, mm-hmm. or we never say trust us, mm-hmm. you know, like the used car salesman. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think spiritualism has a lot more modalities because we have the healing we have we have messages that is so and both of those are so comforting right and spiritualism is also a science and a philosophy Mm -hmm. and science is proving that what we spiritualists have been saying for a long time is correct yeah it's a very interesting mix that you have it really is when you take the all the the hierarchs of your your wonderful assembly. Now, how does a spiritualist keep moist in a dry, uh, arid atmosphere? How how do you replenish your spirituality on a daily basis? What do you do to keep moving forward? And you know, we're right on these beautiful lakes. I got a picture. I was like 25 feet from a blue heron the other morning and got a picture of it with my cell phone. That's great. Yeah. So being in the midst of this nature. So nature. You can't help but stay connected here. Yeah. I mean, we just earlier this afternoon, we just took a walk through the fairy garden and we said, 
where else can you see something like this and just be able to walk under this canopy and yeah. and and be able to to walk through and not there was no bugs bothering us there was no you it was just a place where you could go and commune with nature with nothing getting in the way yeah and those arch of trees just before you pull into Lilydale i always it's it's to me it's an aura cleansing area no i get kidding. goosebumps even yeah because it's it's all enclosed it's yeah. beautiful it's peaceful um, I think it was uh, Celeste who was bringing up this. Uh, the The mood here is so peaceful and serene and uplifting and inspiring. Now, is that because this is perhaps a holy place on earth, or is it because the people who come here are emanating that kind of you know positivity? Yes. Yes. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> yes. I, won't, no. I, won't, I won't do that to you. It's both. <laughs> yes, it's not it's just both. one thing. No. Um, because people have been healing and mediums have been here for so long, of course it's gathered just a tremendous amount of energy, healing energy and, and spiritual energy. Mm-hmm. But it's also a lot of the people that come here have come looking for something. Of course. Um, a lot of people have gone through a lot of other religions, other healing modalities, and the energy that they have brought from those things also right. contributes. And, and Phil and I were talking on the on the trip here that Lilydale didn't happen by people just saying, hey, that looks like a nice spot by the lake. Let's set up shop there. I mean, they were drawn here for a reason. They were feeling something that brought them to this location. Yeah, they were a few miles down the road in Leona, a group of free thinkers and healers, and they came over here to start picnicking. And then this is, I mean, this is an area, too, that must have uh, just a, a charge to it because the Seneca were here, yeah. and uh, and they had some very interesting spiritual beliefs as well. So there's probably something that goes back as far as the beginning of time that that has some sort of a, a, a power just in this area alone. Absolutely, yeah. You're a very well-read person, I can tell. (laughs) How would you describe the healing that goes on here? People go away, they come from uh, torn situations, and they go away better. I'm not saying healed, but better. Tell me about that. I myself have been healed. Tell Um, me about that then. I had some pain in my shoulders, and I went to actually a fairly young healer in the healing temple last summer, and the pain just went away, Mm -hmm. and it didn't come back. So there are times when the healing is that immediate, right? and I have had people tell me that, I have stopped pain in certain areas sure. of their bodies, or not not me, but spirit right. has. Right. Um, because I, I consider myself just a, a conduit sure. for the energy. The other night we were in a lecture, and the uh, speaker was mentioning Dr. DeBakey. And I remember Dr. DeBakey in South Africa as being the first physician to take the heart and transplant the heart into another person. And even though the uh, person only, uh, well, he 
uh, lived for about 60, 70 days, it was a miracle in medical technology to do this. Absolutely. So I want to ask now, with healing that goes on in this beautiful community, do you balance modern-day medicine with the beauty of what you have? Oh, absolutely. If I broke my leg, I would not right. run to the, right. my local healing Giver. temple. Right. I, would, I would go to my doctor. Right. Um, I was just reading about that first heart transplant yesterday, and an See? article Where? that was, I know, that was talking about how the heart is more, much, much more than just a pump. It has its own brain and its own thoughts. And the article mentioned how the people that have received new hearts take on the aspects of the people that had those hearts. How fascinating, huh? Wow. That is, that's that's fascinating. Yeah. Well, um, how do you envision spirit? I have a couple family members that hang around with me all the time, and they're very, very comforting to me. Um, I have an aunt, and she always called me Bob, and it was always with a smile. So it's a comfort. It's a, it's a huge comfort. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's who you uh, envision spirit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, to everyone, it's something different. You oh, know, absolutely. That's, that's oh, what I love. Before we let you go, just give us a, uh, you know, why people should come here and, and, and at least to, to just visit and to experience it for themselves for the first time. You won't leave here the same. You will definitely have some experience here that will lead you to be a very different person. You're right, because it's happened to me. Yeah, me as well. And Tim Tim and I wouldn't say this on the air if it wasn't true, believe me. Uh, there is truly an authenticity here that surpasses beauty. It is something that uh, is divine. It is divine, and it is so beautifully powerful. Absolutely. I wish I wish everyone could visit <laughs> Lilydale. <laughs> well, they can. They can. Yes. Just come on down. Yes. Yeah, we welcome everyone. Thank you for inviting us. It's so wonderful to broadcast from here. I mean it. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, it's a pleasure. Continue onward. <laughs> oh. We have our Alan Ratner. Our floor manager for the show. Alan, why don't you take this microphone well, right Well, I, I was going to suggest that Celeste Elliott come back on with us. I want us, her to. And uh, until Neil Zipkowski, who's the president of Lilydale, comes. Uh, th- this would be not only a pleasure, but I was hoping. Celeste, I need uh, your... your you take right, this right, right. We, we can make it work. Um, I need your recipe afterwards, but... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we had quite a conversation. Yeah. You know, um, when you finish with a reading, uh, is that mm-hmm. the right? That's uh, yeah. Are you left with an impression from the people? Do they somehow, you know, leave a print of some kind or? 
Are you sort of uh, referring to like residual energy? Okay. Along those lines. Uh, all right. It um, is there? Um, there, there can be because it's the um, the emotional experience. Yeah. Uh, is is left, you know? Um, but I have a way. I I pray actually with every one of my clients before I start. And it takes me approximately 36 seconds to say that prayer. <laughs> and I know that because my little timer is on. <laughs> so I've, I've noticed it. But um, that opens me up to spirit. And that allows them also time to give me my first impressions. Because mm-hmm. I've, it, I've, it's such a repetition. And it's not something that I have to go into my left brain to think about. It just kind of flows. Yeah. Um, and then... When I finish off the session, I will say to the client, thank you. And I've set that as my intention that I'm closing down the energy. Okay. And that, so I don't talk, I don't give messages after that. Right. I'm not bringing through more people after that. That I'm, I'm specifically setting the intention that that's closing it down and that's finishing off. Mm -hmm. Um, but I do um, meditate every day, and I use that that specific office space, and I will um, sometimes do uh, like a, a chime or something to kind of shift the energy or raise the energy. Because sometimes you go through, you know, people leave that kind of emotional trauma behind, and, you know, they're taking that kind of healing with them. And so if you go through something extremely deep with somebody, mm-hmm. you want to just kind of, like, refresh it a little bit. Absolutely. But, uh, you know, even vacuuming will help. Sure. <laughs> I know that wow. sounds silly, but no, it does. No, it shifts you're right. the energy. Right, so, of course. Yeah. So let's uh, project to Monday morning, 3.45 a.m. Oh, my. Phil's going to wake up uh-huh. to get ready for a morning radio show okay what do you recommend that we do first thing in the morning to get in alignment say thank you for waking up Uh uh-huh all right oh i'm there okay i do (laughs) say thank you for breathing you know because that's very and then and then take stock of yourself and breathe really really feel what where you are in that body um because that's a very important thing you know yeah you know what i don't i don't do that i kind of like no yeah i just get up and i'm like i'm already five minutes later than i should have been so be aware body spirit connection is very important and 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 breathing into that body and feeling yourself and feeling your being is um is a good thing what do you do for to, when you first wake up in the morning, do you have a, a spiritual routine? Uh, I am not a morning person. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really not. But I will. But that is my that is my morning routine. I will. Um, it, it usually takes me two or three tries to get to consciousness, and then when I do, yeah, yeah, yeah. I go into my gratitude, yeah. Um, yeah. into that space, and I say, you know, um, good morning, and and. I'm so grateful that I'm still here and that's not an old person thing. That is just, it's a, if gratitude becomes a habit, then it makes it easier to start the day on the right foot. It does. 
So well, one of the questions that I, I like to it. ask every medium, and and we we really didn't get into it with a lot of the other mediums tonight, yeah. but I'm always fascinated to find out how the gift works, how it comes to them, how the ability to receive these messages. Do you and everybody? You know, it's very interesting. I do have. I've seen spirit three times in my life. I've never heard spirit, mm-hmm. but. I have like a whiteboard in my head, and things get impressed on me. Now, I'm a politician, or I'm a political reporter. I'm not a politician. And so six months before Trump got elected, I said he was going to be elected. And then I went to Fox News, where I am a Fox News analyst. I got off the air at 4.30 in the morning. I went upstate to vote, which is where I vote. I came back and I said to the people at Fox, I voted for Hillary and Trump is going to win, and they thought I was insane. Yeah. What uh, gave you that sense? What was it? I have no idea, but people hear or see or feel spirit in very different ways, and we all have different gifts. Absolutely. And that's what fascinates me about it is it's not like it's one thing. You know, uh, every every NFL quarterback learns pretty much the basic mechanics of how to throw a football. Right. But for every medium, it could be completely different how they tune in or how it comes to them or how they receive the messages. It, it technically all comes through thought um, because that's what they're doing to communicate with us is thought. It's perception. But uh, from the time that I was a very little girl, I would just feel. I would just know when there was somebody in the room with us. Mm -hmm. Um, And often I would have a perception then of or or a knowing, gut knowing of who that was um, or what was coming up, what was going to be happening, that sort of thing. I always got to pick the restaurants when I was little. Uh, which was a which was a great thing for me, you know, but um, because I would, you know, they'd say, oh, we're going to go to get in the car. We're going to go to such and such a place. And I'd be like, uh, you don't want to do that because you're going to run into so-and-so that you don't want to see or you're going to have a really bad experience with your food or whatever. So wow. intuitively, I kind of knew that, but I would I would feel spirit around. And because it was it's sort of normalized in my family because it does run, you know, I have intuitive parents, you know. Um, and my mom always had that experience when she was little where she would uh, she would know something ahead of time or she would perceive spirit. Um, she wanted to make sure that she didn't squash that. So it was just like, oh, there's, you know, s- such and such person is here. And she'd be like, Yes, and thank you for letting me know. And then we would all move on with our day. Um, so I always had the gut knowing. I always had the perception. I always had the um, the clear empathy, you know, that that feeling ability. And that I had to learn to manage that because if you have that, um, you know, people describe themselves as being empathic, and they can get very overwhelmed very easily when they walk into crowded places where there is residual energy. Or, I remember being in college and getting, uh, I took my first trip to New York, and um, this was af- uh, about a year and a half or two after 9-11. And I got off the, the closest subway stop at that time, I don't know what it is now, but at that time, and I was a few blocks out, and it was like I I walk I got above ground, and I got about and I had no idea by the way because I was with somebody who was sort of guiding me around, 
and it was just it the emotion the grief the pain it just hit me like a brick wall and i was like what are we around what are we what's going on why am i feeling this and then when i realized it didn't belong to me then i could shift it Mm -hmm. you know um and that's that's my immediate reaction because i feel like if you're picking that up it's because you're supposed to do some you're supposed to send something out with it can i tell you something you were there a year and a half after yeah the tragedy that occurred three weeks after 9-11 my wife and i and three children and my mother went to to new york city and uh, we parked close to the uh, site when we got out there was a huge line a uh, half a mile long, silent, not a, nobody was speaking. And all you could hear in the air was the paper flapping off of the poles with notices that said, Do you, if you see my dad, please call this number. And you couldn't help but, but cry the, and, and, you know, be in that bereavement mode. Yeah. For all of these people, and I, I bring this up only because I felt a heaviness. Oh, yeah. A heaviness. Yeah. It was still smoldering. Um, with you know a tragedy that? like that, I think the, the least receptive person in the world oh. still would have been able to have felt it. It Absolutely. was that strong. Yeah. It was definitely mm-hmm. something there. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I, I can't describe it. It's, it's undescribable. Yeah. But this is this is what I witnessed, and my family, and my children. And and I just want to say thank you again for popping back on. And next oh, time that I go to the supermarket, I need to talk to you first, so you can tell me if I'm going to run into anybody. <laughs> well, you know, um, supermarkets are interesting because any place like a supermarket, a shopping mall, or Vegas, where they pump in extra oxygen, and your brain's a little more open to perception, oh. you're going to pick up on more things ah. as well. Is so that what I just don't do want to run aware. into anybody that I don't want to talk to. You're going to buy more than. You're you're it. great, yeah. by the way. <laughs> Celeste, you are. Thank, thank you. you. very much. And thank you for who you are. I mean that. Thank you. Do we have the president? You, you, we not only have the president of Lilydale, we have the doctor of Lilydale. He's a real live doctor in addition to being the president of Lilydale. Neil? Yes. Dr. Neil? Hi. I'm Phil. And I'm Hi, Tim. Tim. I'm going to jump over and shake your hand. Tim. Tim. Hi, Tim. Tim and Phil and want to start off by just saying thank you. Thank you to our Alan. Thank you to to Alan. Yes. Yes, I know. And thank you to you and to everyone on the board for rolling out the red carpet. This has been magnificent. We are so honored to be here. Good to have you here. The experience is going to be rippled, of course, when we go back home and talk about it in the months, you know, to come. And I'd love to come back. Absolutely. Well, we'll give, we're giving the world an inside look here on the I show. Know, and that's right. Absolutely. You're a physician? I am, yes. Uh, MD type doctor. And family doctor, HIV and AIDS specialist. Right now I'm trying to retire. I'm 66. Nobody I'm wants to take... never going to let Dr. Neil retire. <laughs> well, nobody wants to take over the uh, opiate-dependent patients. So yeah. I am seeing opiate-dependent patients because... Yes, I know it. It's... Uh, it's, it's uh, 
it takes energy out of you. I know it does because you want to help them live. Yeah. I know. Most of them want to live. But if you want to scam me for drugs. <laughs> well, and but today we went to the fabulous workshop that Lilydale sponsored on Alcoholics Anonymous and the spiritual relationship of Bill Wilson and uh, Dr. Bob. Yeah. Do you also heal spiritually? I do. Yes, I do. What a combination. Yeah. What a combination. That's powerful. Yeah, it is. I, you know, when I was in medical school, I tried to separate them, but occasionally patients don't want to hear about spiritual healing. They want a pill and fix it, you know. But if they're open to it, I'll do it. How do you do? You have how do you break that to them? Or well, you know, you can tell sometimes. And of course, my card says, you know, uh, Dr. Neil Zepkowski, uh, speaker, medium, uh-huh. Uh-huh. H- HIV, and buprenorphine therapy for yes. opiate addicts, and yes. So you have absorbed a lot of the grief of the world, haven't you? You've seen people in these situations that your mission, I guess, is to help heal them. Is that true? Or Well, yeah. I mean, we'd all like to help each other. So in a way, yes. healing, yes. We're all yes. looking for healing and for help with healing. So I'll help them if they want to help. If they need help healing I, and they're ready for the healing that I can offer, sometimes they don't want the whole shebang so uh, they just want a pill to fix it quick we're in the microwave consciousness i remember a woman she had a headache simple mm-hmm. have a headache give ibuprofen so i called in ibuprofen for her and the nurse in the clinic that i was at 20 minutes later says she's on the phone i said why what's the matter did she have trouble with her prescription no she's complaining she still has her headache i said my god you know i just saw it 20 minutes ago so I called her back. I said, what's the matter? Well, I still have my headache. I said, well, <laughs> did you go buy your medicine? Oh, yes, I did. How long did you take it? Five minutes ago. I thought, you haven't hit bottom yet. I call it the microwave consciousness. People want, people want to be healed like, like the microwave. But yes. I mean, we haven't caught up. Our like biology hasn't caught That's up. Fun. With yeah, I like that. You know? But yes. in some ways, can spiritual healing start kicking in for people even sooner than physical healing? If well, I have, you know, yes. Um, here's an example. I was a doctor in Boston. And this was uh, around 1990, and uh, one of the patients was there for a study. We flew all the way from Oregon uh, to Boston for a study of peptide T, which at that time was uh, experimental treatment for AIDS. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that was done by a woman who actually wrote a book called The Healing of uh, the uh, Molecules of Emotions. Yes, it was, Candace Perch. And she was a very close friend of mine. Oh, very oh interesting. So anyway, to qualify for the study, there's a measurement of your red blood cells called hemoglobin, called hemoglobin, and you need a hemoglobin of, of uh, 12. Well, she came in with a hemoglobin of 11, and she only had a limited time to be in Boston, so you're not supposed to be transfused, so they didn't know what to do. And one of the nurses says, hey, Dr. Zepkowski is a, is a spiritual healer. Send her. We don't know what else to do. I mean, we have no other option. We don't want her to go back on the plane. Maybe he can do something and get her in the study. I didn't know, so I thought, all right. So I sat her down in my, in my little exam room, mm-hmm. put her in the chair, gave her a spiritual healing. What did you do? I just put laying on of hands and yeah. prayed and, and things. And I didn't know if that would do anything, but I prayed that it would work. So they retested her um, hemoglobin hematocrit and the hemoglobin went from 11 to 12.5 and she qualified for the study and that was a half hour 
so yeah. didn't Whoa. need a blood transfusion. Yeah. I don't know how to explain it, whether you marginalize red blood cells that were in the marrow. Who knows? I, I, some things you're just not supposed to explain. Yeah, exactly. But the fact that they happened to know that I did these things, you know, because I don't hide it. And then <laughs> they had no other option. That's beautiful. Try Neil. <laughs> okay. That's beautiful, yeah. though. Yeah. Well, what a reputation to have, to be, have the best of both worlds. Oh, it's kind of fun. Yes, absolutely. When did you first know that you had the spirit? And I didn't know. I, I oh, wanted, really? I, was, uh, I came here. I grew up in Dunkirk, which is nine miles down the road. And my father said, don't go to Lilydale. They're all crazy. So, of course, I had to check it out as a teenager. <laughs> and uh, in high school, I got a reading from a guy here, Tom Bartlett, who's now in spirit. And I was raised Catholic. I go to Tom Bartlett, who's not a Catholic, and he brings through my Uncle Frank by name, by description, everything. I thought, wow, he didn't know I was coming here. You know, we didn't have Google in those days. And uh, I thought, this is amazing. It shows either that what they were telling me in Catholic school, that there's a heaven world or that people continue is true, or he's got a cool trick that I want to learn. So I decided to take classes and find out if it was a trick. And uh, or if it wasn't, I figured he's a human being. He's not even Catholic. I should be able to do this. And so I went to college and took classes. And uh, the first class had 43 of people in their first year psychic development class. And they had to be divided into two. So I, I stuck with it. It was interesting. I learned some stuff, didn't get anything, didn't know I had any gift or anything. And then the second year, the class went from 42 down to 20. And I honestly thought, they're weeding us out. There's got to be a trick. Mm -hmm. And then they asked me in the middle of the year to give messages along with all of the other second-year students who we gave messages to the third-year class upstairs in, in the church. So I'm going up to the podium thinking, they didn't tell me the trick. How can I do this? <laughs> so a woman scratches her nose, and I said, well, you know, my attention is drawn to you. And then you know how downloads happen? It's like in, in three seconds I got this memory of going to the, to uh, Washington DC and then uh, onward to Florida when you know spring break and we would always pass through Washington DC at 3 a.m. back then it's much quicker to go right through downtown Washington than around the beltway so i remembered in my 3 second download the the capitol building being lit up and then suddenly i remembered this thing i hadn't thought of in years about my little little brother playing with army guys and so i thought well does that mean anything to her and i said well you know, as I'm looking at you, you have Washington on your mind. You must be really worried. You have a son in Washington stationed right nearby in the Army, and you've been thinking a lot about him. She says, exactly right. And I go, oh, my God, there's no trick. If there's any <laughs> trick, it's, it's learning to trust your what spirit drops into your imagination as a download. Fabulous. So and I didn't discover it until I was in college. And how does that make you feel when, when somebody reacts like that? It's like... How do I do that? How did that happen? I mean, oh my God! You know, you think that really works? I'm still amazed. <laughs> I was going to say, even, years later, even all these years later, later, you have I the am. same reaction. It's like, oh, I have to. This, the mediums. I don't know if you've been here during uh, during the daytime, but there's a little outdoor service they call outdoor services where the mediums get up and give three little mini messages. You know, mm -hmm. little I call them shotgun messages. You know, <laughs> in three minutes, and you talk to somebody else. Right. So I gave two of the three mini messages and the third time I get in my head you know these downloads ask if there's a Julia in the audience so and they don't give you everything it's like give me something or I'm not going to say it well mm -hmm. you go one step at a time so I said okay where's Julia Julia raises her hand 
then you get the next little packet of information. And the next little packet was a, a male vibration contemporary to her who loved her a lot, very close to her. So I said, and recently passed. So I said, in, the, in less than a year, there's been somebody in your age group who has passed who really was close to you and wants to say hello. Wow. And then I guessed. I mean, this is where you guessed. Do you have a brother in spirit? She goes, no, I don't, but my husband passed. And he's going like this. He's nodding his head. So I thought, okay, why are you mm-hmm. not giving me this information like I would mm-hmm. have expected yes. him to do? And, and, it, and again, in an instant download, he explained she had just been through a professional medium for a half hour reading and he didn't come through I said so he, so I told her I said he's telling me he didn't come through um, because you were just at a whole half hour reading she goes that's right <laughs> and he explains well he didn't know how to come through so he was learning through me yeah. then I get this little download tell her she has my pants and I'm going I'm arguing in my head quickly I said of course you'll have your pants you just died she's your husband I mean you know, yeah. you're her husband you'll have, she'll still have your pants no, 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 tell her she has my pants. And here it is in a public place. I go, well, yeah. I don't know. I said, this is the craziest thing. He wants you to know that you have his pants. And she goes, I sure do. I'm wearing them. And I, was like, oh, my God. <laughs> and I, thought, but, and I thought, how the heck did that happen? Oh how did I know gosh. that? And I said, okay, spirit, do that more often. Mm-hmm. I like that. But that brings up a good point. As, as the medium, you really can't. Let your own judgment influence Absolutely, the message. Absolutely, because my judgment thought it was a, uh, a brother, and it wasn't. You know, when you start making your own interpretations, and that's what spirit does. They give you a little piece of information, one at a time, and until right. you give it out, you don't get the next one. So you have to develop trust, and I will yes. tell you it is difficult. And does it, does it take a while to realize what is coming to you as a spirit message, and what is just your own intuition trying to tell you it the takes, answer to the question? Or your own imagination coming yeah. up, or why is this, why am I thinking of that mm-hmm. at this particular time? Mm-hmm. So if there's any trick to mediumship, it's learning to trust that you're getting the correct information, right. and not arguing with it like I did about his pants. Yes, <laughs> right. Uh, discerning your inner voice from spirit. From what spirit's using in your imagination really because we've been talked out of our imagination it's fascinating you brought up something we're human so we can't be right or uh, you know a hundred percent accurate all the time right so when this reading didn't work for her and it doesn't work for some people that's part of life isn't it sure yeah i would say most mediums that are good are probably 80 maybe a little bit more, 80% accurate. Mm-hmm. If you have a 100% accurate medium all the time, there is a trick, I think. Yeah. That's my opinion. Yes. Because of human error. Or it's just a TV show. Uh, One yeah, of the yeah, yeah, exactly. It's right. edited. Yeah. It's well edited, yes. So what about serving as president of the Lilydale Assembly? What, what are the responsibilities that come with that position? Well, you know, you have to make sure things run smoothly in the office and the maintenance, uh, the buck stops here kind of a thing. So I get all the complaints and uh, (laughs) then you get to make some decisions and you make an executive decision, which is usually not liked by some people. So uh, it's the art of diplomacy, trying to make everybody think they have the biggest piece of pie. (laughs) Because you are dealing with uh, many people who have this gift, this ability, and and, and everybody's here to try to serve spirit, but at the same time, you know, it's it's a community of people, community just of like people, any other town. Uh, human people, and I always say, a uh, synonym for a medium is a sensitive, and a lot of mediums, all of Lilydale and other places, are oversensitive. <laughs> yes, that's beautiful. That it, that really is. Yeah. What did you? Uh, what do you like best about Lilydale? 
Oh, there's no one thing. It's the, the ambiance, the, mm -hmm. the vibrations of healing, the, the, the peace, the tranquility. Uh, I like those things the best. Mm -hmm. um, on the other hand, you know, I don't live... At, I used to live in Lilydale, but I actually live four miles away from Lilydale because I used to say you can't flush your toilet in one end of the little town without the other end knowing ten minutes later. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, That's a nice way to put that well, old expression. It, yeah, <laughs> well, it's true. And so I, you know, in 1988, I said to Spirit, I said, wouldn't it be nice if I had ten to twenty acres of land because the houses here are so cramped and I'm a gardener. I love gardening ah. and I love the outdoors. So I said, wouldn't it be nice if I had 10 or 20 acres of land within a five-mile radius of Lilydale, made with a little water running through it for $8,000 because that's all I had at the time. So within two weeks, I saw a tax auction, so I went to look at properties, and that's where I live now. And I got it for $8,000 at a tax auction. Wow. Organic garden? Yes. What do, you, what, what do you grow the best? Well, at this the point, best. I used to have a huge annual uh, garden with tomatoes and cucumbers and all of that stuff, but now I have... 100 people, 120 people right now, they're camping all over the place for a Sundance. So I got rid of the annual garden. I have blueberries, which are fully ripe, and everybody's eating them. They're great. They're, they're, uh, so I like the blueberries the best, and we have kiwi fruits and you know fruit trees, and I do have tomatoes still. So does being, uh, obviously being a medical doctor, not everything always goes the way that you want it to. Right. Uh, does being a spiritualist and, and being able to connect with spirit help you through those tough times? Yes, it does. Uh, you know, I, I think not only that, but you can sort of intuit sometimes uh, why people are sick physically because of spiritual reasons or emotional reasons which manifest in the body. For instance, people who get shingles, usually if you think back about three months before they get the shingles, there was a major stress. Mm -hmm. Heart attack, if you think back six months after, before a heart attack, you don't connect the two, but if the person has a heart attack, if you think back six months, a lot of times there's a loss, a heartbreak, mm -hmm. so to speak, and it manifests later, there's a delay, and it manifests in the physical. And you can see this if you watch for it. I, I've noticed mm -hmm. that. Yeah, very interesting. You're very interesting. We what, all are. How, we <laughs> how can you retire? Where are you going to go? Oh. What would you He's do? I'm not <laughs> <laughs> I work on my mediumship. <laughs> what I love to do is develop physical phenomena. I haven't developed it yet, but I bring physical mediums to my house where the trumpets levitate, things fly in the air, lights appear out of nowhere. Have you seen voices. this happen? Oh, all the time. Yes. Last week. Yeah. Oh, yes. You just saw that this year, a couple of weeks ago. Yes. What, 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 what did you? You see? have to tell us about the trombone or the trumpet. Trumpet. It's called a seance trumpet. Actually, it looks like a megaphone. It's a. It's a. Right. Tiny, it's a cone-shaped thing that floats and around, and they they talk through it. It doesn't it's, just float. It's one of the oldest. One of the oldest ways that spirits communicated through spiritualism. That's right. It amplifies the voice, and they speak through that. Now we had Warren Kaler there. He doesn't need a trumpet. His the voices come independently from the middle of the room. Now, he, it's in my house. It's not rigged. And the voices will come independently from where he is sitting out in the room. And they wow. proved this in Basel, Switzerland. They actually have uh, uh, microphones throughout mm -hmm. his seance room there. And they can locate where this voice is coming from. And it's usually coming from in the middle of the room, up near the ceiling, uh, so it's where nobody is sitting, of course. And so this is called physical phenomena because everybody hears the voice. It's like... 
not in your mind. Which is, is it discernible? Can, do you understand sometimes what... Oh, my God. <laughs> it's very, very clear. Yes, it's like, this is Luther. Can you hear me? Yeah, 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 we can hear you. Oh, wow. my goodness, oh, yes. really? Oh, it's discernible. Yeah, now sometimes it's quiet. <laughs> That's amazing. That's why they use the, the trumpets. But with Luther, there's <laughs> no mistaking Luther. And of course, what yellow fed? There's other. There's there's a bunch of spirits that come through with what's called direct voice. It comes out of the room, that loud too with Luther. How amazing! Huh? Isn't that? I know. Absolutely. It's like totally beyond belief. So beyond belief because it happens usually in total darkness. Although there is part of the séance with ectoplasm where you can see this stuff floating around and glowing in the dark. What is it? What is ectoplasm? Ectoplasm is a type of uh, psychic energy that is combined with physical body fluids, actually, and, and it's shaped like putty by the spirits to, to do certain things, like make things float with levers and rods and, and forms. It's like shaping putty, actually. And have you seen ectoplasm? I've seen it. They put it on my head so I could feel it. What does it's it feel like? It, it's like cotton candy. Wow, that is so that's a fascinating. It's, very, fascinating. it's, it's, it's very fascinating. It's been happening for over 100 years. Yeah. Oh, wow. And you know, the interesting thing is the English mediums and the German mediums go into trance. So they're, they think they fall asleep when all this stuff is happening. But the Native Americans who do this are fully awake. And the rattles will float around in the room. And the voices will talk. And hands will materialize and touch you. What I think is amazing is that it rains. Yes, yes, there's rain in the room, too. It can rain indoors. It's rained indoors. Oh, yes, well, yeah. They, or they take water in, from a bowl and sprinkle it around, but it, it's like raining, yeah. Wow. Now, th this is a wow. This oh, is yeah. a wow. People don't believe it. I mean, it's so, so beyond logic that, you know, my I had trouble wrapping. I mean, mm -hmm. I've heard of it, but when you see it, yes. you still think it's a fake because you, but, you but can't wrap your head around logic it. Logic doesn't have to apply to everything. That's right. It certainly doesn't, especially with <laughs> physical phenomena. How would you describe uh, wanting people to come to Lilydale? What would your what would your words be to invite people who are listening to us, watching us about Lilydale? Do you need a place of comfort and healing? Come to Lilydale. Would you like to? have a reading with a medium and hear maybe from your loved ones who have passed into spirit, come to Lilydale. You have uh, uh, confusion or you need direction, maybe go to the healing temple for a healing, sit down and meditate and ask for, ask and you shall receive. So mm -hmm. actually keep asking and, and be persistent and uh, you'll get some guidance and uh, rejuvenation, rejuvenation and meet some like-minded people if you're into spiritual exploration. People love it here because we're all like-minded. You know, we can share ideas. Exactly. I felt it. Yeah. You feel it. It's, it manifests as an authentic feeling. Yeah, and yet, even though I say we're like-minded, there's debate, which opens your mind. You know, the mind works best like a parachute. It works best yes. when it's open, like a parachute. Absolutely. So, yeah. so awesome. Well, again, thank you so much for having us here. And, uh, and I will add on to your uh, suggestions for people. If you just want to feel better, Absolutely. just better overall, better about yourself, better about your surroundings, come to Lilydale. And thank you again for having us. Thank you for allowing us to thank do the show you here. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Thanks to Ellen Ratner. Yes. Beyond gratitude goes to Ellen. And I love the name Lilydale.
Yeah. I just love the name Lilydale. I think Phil's just going to get a summer place here now. <laughs> there He's, go. We're going to have to find a way for him to broadcast his show every morning for the Lilydale. Yeah. 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 And so for those of you watching Spooky South Coast for the first time that are usually Phil listeners, you know that you can find us on YouTube or on podcast or anywhere where you find the show, but usually we're on Saturday nights at 10 o'clock on WBSM. If you're a Spooky South Coast fan, you've never heard Phil before, you can catch him every weekday morning from 6 to 10 right on the WBSM app is the easiest way, but also on WBSM.com because, you know, we're, we're worldwide, Phil. So loved being here with you, Tim. This was, a, this was an honor to actually get a chance to host a show with you. We've, we've done shows together, but this is the first time that we've ever kind of really co-hosted, so... We'll have to make sure we do it again. Yes, absolutely. And I'm just glad that I could see you come here for, for things that I had already known about and studied a bit, but to see you come in you. and and, and absorb it all and, oh, and yes. learn it. And, and I think you've had your mind really open this weekend. Truly. truly. And that's what it's all about. That's what this show is all about. And we thank you all for tuning in. We will catch you next time. We are off on the 28th. We have an event at the Fearing Tavern in Wareham, Massachusetts, but we'll be back the week after that to talk about our own personal experiences with Lizzie Borden on the anniversary of the Lizzie Borden murders. So until next time, I'm Tim. For Phil, for Matt, for Matt, for Stephanie, for Ellen, I'm Tim. We want you all to stay spooktacular.